Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. 971 FM Talk Podcast. This hour of the Annie Fry Show is brought to you by Ruler Foods. Low prices, no coupons. Ruler Foods. That is exactly what I needed to hear. Thank God someone here knows what they're talking about. That's us. That's right. Gotta love. All right, you need to take the time and get the full picture. Don't get me wrong. I love the ladies. I mean, they rev my engine, but they don't belong in the newsroom. It is Anchor Man, not Anchor Lady. This is the Annie Fry Show. We need a reckoning for what this government did during COVID-19. That includes the MNRA shots. They put it out. It was experimental. People wanted it. Then the government started trying to mandate it to say you don't have a right to put food on your table if you don't take an MNRA shot that was under emergency use. That was one of the points that Ron DeSantis made last night in the debate that was on News Nation. How many of y'all tuned in to watch uh, that event? Megyn Kelly moderated it. It certainly was not the Megyn Kelly of the Fox News debate, which I don't really like it when the moderators step into a debate and end up being the main story of the debate. So to her credit, without, I guess, the absence of Donald Trump and him personally attacking Megyn Kelly, she was there. She did a great job. I'm a big fan of hers. Um, But watching... Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy last night. To me, it really showed that these guys feel like I've got one last shot at making a big impression. I don't know what the numbers are from the the how many people tuned in. I know I did see some reports that the Newsom DeSantis debate on Sean Hannity's show had like 4.3 million, and the Donald Trump. Uh, event with Sean Hannity the town hall this week had like 3.6 million and people were trying to make a point about that I think you know what you're going to get from a Sean Hannity Donald Trump conversation I don't think you know what you're going to get from a Newsom DeSantis one plus I think the Newsom DeSantis one was an extra hour long so we tuned in last night and I gotta say it is the longest times about a hundred that I've ever consumed News Nation 
at one time. And I will say that if I am going to go tune in to something that isn't Fox News, Fox News, I, I consume a lot of Fox News. Um, I appreciate them. I respect them. I do know that the, the, the prevailing commentary on Fox News when we're not reporting news and we are reporting opinion, the, the conservatives have the strong arm there. I'm not blind to that at all. But I do think that Fox News brings on rational people who think differently and they have debates and they have arguments. And I like to listen to those. I just don't feel like when I turn into tune into CNN, I have, can't remember the last time I turned into M- MSNBC. When I tune in there, I don't hear the conservative if they have a conservative on the panel, I don't really hear somebody who's advocating what I believe. It's usually like a, for, I mean, for a long time, what's her, what's her face on The View? What's her name? Alyssa Farah? No. Anna Navarro. Anna Navarro. I remember tuning in and it said under her, it said, you know, she's up there talking. It says Anna Navarro. It says Republican strategist. And I'm like, in what country is Anna Navarro my voice of the Republican Party, and now she's a Looney Tune on on the View. Um, you just don't. I don't feel. I feel intentionally unrepresented or misrepresented at CNN. Maybe the left feels that way on Fox News. I think Fox News does a good job with news, and I know a lot of lefties. And you can look at the numbers. They too watch Fox News. So I tune into News Nation and I'm thinking to myself, okay, let's let's just like consume this as if I were tuning into a Fox News debate. Let's let's get in here and let it breathe and see what News Nation is all about. And I'll tell you that from when I first started watching it, I was thinking, you know what? This isn't that bad. I was kind of impressed by the presentation that News Nation had. By the end, I was like, News Nation really wants this to be a success for themselves. It was it was clear there's one point where Leland Vittert, and we've got a full show lined up for you today. We've got Hans von Spakovsky in 15 minutes, Tyrus at 105, and Michelle Tafoya for the first time on the Annie Fry Show, 125. Really excited to talk to her. Um, I wanted, I was thinking about getting Hogan Gidley on the show because before the debate started, Leland Vittert, another uh, expat from Fox News, that's found themselves elsewhere over now at News Nation. Leland Vittert is sitting there in front of the spin room and the things are happening behind him and he's going from person to person and, and keeping up. And he's a, he's a good reporter. I enjoyed watching him on Fox News. I actually had a person to person conversation with Leland Vittert in the Granite City Steel Mill when we were both there to see Donald Trump in that might have been 20, I'm guessing, 18. I think he was the president. I think it was 2018. Check my facts, folks. Whenever Trump came to the Granite City Steel Mill, because they were firing up all the furnaces and now the news right now, shocking, is that they're going to lay off a thousand employees or something. So I've met Leland Vittert. I'm sure that he's very hungry for what he's doing there. He sits down with Hogan Gidley, who is a great friend of this show for years and years. And he says something to Hogan Gidley that goes like this. You know, this is the last really big night before the Iowa caucus and something big is going to happen here tonight and it's going to happen on News Nation. And Hogan Gidley's like, well, <laughs> he didn't buy into it all. And he goes, when, when then he, Leland Vitter follows up with something to the effect of, 
When this debate is over and, and the tides shift dramatically, people are going to remember when they were here in Tuscaloosa on this night at this debate. And then Hogan Gilly goes, no, because <laughs> Hogan Gilly's done it on this show. He's doing he did it on uh I think it was what was it NBC or whichever one had the last debate. He said it on Fox before. This is Trump's to lose. And yes, he's there. Like I remember him being at the last one and um sitting next to Mary Catherine ha- uh, Ham. And they asked the question and he's just like, "This is the JV debate. These people aren't going to be the nominee. Donald Trump's going to be the nominee." Well, when you say that to the people who are like really wanting the most people to tune in because everything big is about to happen and is so important. Leland Vittert asked the question wrong because he was really framing it around News Nation. I think that Hogan Gidley was right. Donald Trump is is the nominee. It's just now there's something that could happen. It's the same conversation with Joe Biden, except for the circumstances, just a little different. But the idea that Donald Trump is the nominee, Joe Biden is the nominee, something crazy could happen. And there are a host of different crazies Things that could take place that could cause plan B to have to become plan A. We have Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy in that order left to right on the stage. And they came out with uh, like they were guns blazing. It was it was not dull at all. So Ron DeSantis I think had the best debate he's had so far. Again, I'm a Ron DeSantis fan, but I don't think it's consequential unless Donald Trump decides to step aside. This is what uh, this is what Megyn Kelly had to say about Ron DeSantis last. Tell you for Ron DeSantis, I struggled a lot because I really wanted to go to his failure to connect with voters, his failure to connect with on retail politics. But in the end, we just weren't sure. Like, you can't craft a question like that without being very opinionated. You know, it's like me being like. You're not a retail politics person. People don't like you in the way that you need. Yeah, Yeah, you're lame. Like, that doesn't, no, that's, you can't. So, Megyn Kelly, I was after, I was after the fact. Her her judgment of the question she wanted to ask Ron DeSantis, but didn't, because I guess she felt like it was too mean and and too, too slanted to put out there as a moderator, is that Ron DeSantis just doesn't get the retail politics thing, doesn't get the person-to-person thing, has a likability problem. I don't disagree with the assessment of Ron DeSantis, um, as somebody who really likes him, would love for him to be the president, is rooting for him in the midst of rooting for my country. When I look at him through the lens of what everybody says about him, I kind of start to see things differently. Like I can see the perspective from somebody whose first strong impression of him was laid out to be that he's uncomfortable or that he's awkward or that he's not social or not hip and not cool. That all boils down to the idea that Ron DeSantis, in those words, in those terms, in those judgments, has a likability problem. Does Donald Trump not have a massive likability problem? It's not the same details, but isn't Donald Trump's only actual real concern the, the the boiling point of hatred that will never get back to cooled feelings about him? Isn't the idea that Donald Trump can't persuade people? He's Is he charming people right now? I mean, how many people are in that gray area that maybe voted for Joe Biden or couldn't vote for Donald Trump in 2020 and voted down ballot or stayed home 
He got 8 million more votes last time than he did the time before. He did persuade people over those four years when they got to know him. I certainly voted for Donald Trump in 2020 for different reasons than I voted for him in 2016. In 2016, I voted against Hillary Clinton. In 2020, I voted for Donald Trump. I liked what he did for the country. I liked the fact that he stood up for America. I liked the fact that he put America first. And there were 8 million more people who, in some way, shape, or form, changed their minds or changed their vote or showed up to vote for the first time for that man. Most votes of a, of a presidential incumbent in the history of the country, Donald Trump. But Joe Biden, that popular guy, man, he squeezed out a few more than Donald Trump. And if this is the matchup again, you got to if, if it doesn't make sense to you how it happened last time. And we don't have a plan in place to stop it from happening the next time. Then something has to change. You have to change your game plan. If you're getting killed because they're playing man-to-man and you don't know how to play anything against a a man-to-man defense, you got to learn how to shift things up so that you can actually compete. Maybe you don't win the next time, but you don't want to lose the same way the second time. The idea that they're trying to take Ron DeSantis out of the running officially, I don't even know that he's technically in the running because he's got 16, 18% or something. Nikki Haley She's still in third overall, and people are talking about a Nikki Haley surge. It's like, oh, man, this is going to, I have to explain it this way, and this is going to affect such a small group of you people, but for those of you, this is going to be worth it. Brad, you know how on Twitter they have the memes of people doing, like, ropes in the gym or something like that, and it happens to be, like, a little person, yeah, and then they zoom out, and, <laughs> yeah. and then the meme is like somebody doing that to someone's tennis shoes, yeah, and laces, yeah, or they're throwing javelins and it's toothpicks, yes. And I mean, I find them hilarious, and those people participated in that, obviously. So I hope that that's I, I don't mean that with disrespect, I find it to be great comedy, but I feel like we're really zoomed in on the ropes that are shoelaces right now. And then when you come out, Donald Trump's wearing the shoes and they're his shoelaces. And it's like, look at that. That's cute. I don't, I do understand the idea that the Republicans are investing this, these debates we're investing in plan B right now. The Democrats say they're not that, that it's Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden. Do, Do not believe their lying eyes. That's baloney sausage. The Republicans, this debate, we'll see what happens in Iowa. That's the other thing. I'm I'm gonna I'm giving 52% credence to what the polls are saying, because even if the polls were wrong by a significant margin, Donald Trump is still winning. If if Ron DeSantis goes in there and turns everything upside down, or Nikki Haley turns everything upside down in Iowa, we have a whole different conversation to have. So I am willing to wait for Iowa to see exactly what happens. However, I think we know how this is going to go. As for the rest of them, we're going to talk a little bit more about this uh, later on in the show, probably about 145. I want to highlight some of the things that are funny about the d- debate last night. Like funny, like, whoa, this is intense. You kinda, you're kind of you watching, but you're hiding behind your blanket because you have uh, secondhand embarrassment. That type of stuff, we'll, we'll dip into a little bit of that later. Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley are competing for the nomination. Vivek Ramaswamy is there to take Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley out of the race for Donald Trump. 
Chris Christie is there to take out Vivek Ramaswamy, who's advocating for Trump so that he can ultimately take out Donald Trump. And Donald Trump is in court. That's the story. That's basically it. That's what you need to know and probably will continue to be the case as they one by one continue to drop out as we move through this election season. Hans von Spakovsky is going to join us when we come back. I am going to ask Hans von Spakovsky about Hunter Biden's unwillingness to show up for his uh, closed door deposition. Can he do that if the DOJ if the DOJ has to enforce it and Joe Biden's DOJ chooses not to? Is that all it takes? It's just no, I'm not doing it. Hans von Spakovsky will tell us about that when we come back. Now, in regards to everything that's going on on the JV debate stage, some people might think that one of those individuals up there is advocating to be the vice president. I don't believe that any of those people are going to be Donald Trump's vice president. Maybe you do on the Annie Fry YouTube live chat. We want to know who is your pick for Donald Trump's vice president. Ben Carson is being talked about quite a bit right now. Is it Ben Carson? Tucker Carlson? Carrie Lake? Or someone else. And if you say someone else, leave us your comments and uh, we'll feature some of them throughout the course of the show. Like, for instance, Vicky says, um, I clicked Carrie Lake, but meant to do someone else. Not sure who yet, but I want a strong conservative woman in that spot. And Russell says, Paul, I'm not too sure yet. Maybe Christy Noem. That's a good suggestion. Let us know what you think on the Annie Fry YouTube channel. Hans von Spakovsky when we return. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone news. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. Thanks for being with us this Thursday afternoon. Still, we watch and uh, see as the developments continue. Yesterday, we were speaking with Annie McCarthy about the Trump trials, or excuse me, the two Trump rulings from this past weekend, where Donald Trump lost his the case, the appeal about being immune from prosecution in the J6 case and uh, the acts that led up to January 6th. But we're watching now today as Donald Trump is in court once again, and he's talking about how the judge has behaved and how the judge really seems to be dismissive of anything that has to do with Donald Trump. A lot of predetermined uh, rulings that he's had that I don't the, the court, the court trial 
kind of seems to be ridiculous. And Donald Trump spoke about it earlier today from um, outside the courthouse. Let's talk to our friend Hans von Spakovsky about it, senior legal fellow at the Heritage Foundation, a former FEC commissioner and DOJ lawyer. Hans, welcome back to the show. It's good to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. And I have to say, I, look, uh, whether or not you like Donald Trump or not, whether or not you support him for president or not, he's right about the bias that is being shown by this uh, very partisan judge in New York. And uh, look, last week, uh, I think on Thursday, um, that judge uh, got overruled again by the appellate uh, division in New York. You know, even before the trial is over, uh, this judge had ordered uh, the start of the uh, dissolution of many of the Trump properties in New York. Um, and the appellate uh, judges said, well, look, you, you can't do that. The trial's not even over yet. This, I mean, it, it, the predetermined nature of this particular case and the absurdity of it with the prosecutor there, uh, it just it feels as though we know what the outcome is before we get there. The judge is acting like he can act on that outcome before they actually get there. Is there an appeals process that's going to take place that's going to make sure that we can still have a little faith in the justice system for people who might be like Donald Trump on the wrong side of the political aisle? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, he's going to uh, have to appeal it because he's not going to get um, he's not going to get a fair uh, uh, verdict from this from this judge. By the way, uh, something else that happened last week was that um, they brought in an expert who is a uh, New York University accounting professor. So somebody who knows a lot more about financial statements and accounting than this judge. And he testified that he reviewed all these financial statements and he didn't find any evidence of accounting fraud. And, of course, that's the essence of what this judge is saying that supposedly the Trump uh, organization, Trump did wrong. So you've got somebody who knows a lot more about this saying uh, there was no fraud here. Do you, Hans, when we're looking at uh, this judge's actions, his kind of jumping the gun a little bit to say, all right, let's dissolve these these properties or these entities that belong to Donald Trump. And he's told, no, not that's not happening. I mean, is there going to be some success in punitive success against the Trump uh, enterprise that's going to be harmful to not Donald Trump, the candidate, but Donald Trump, the the, the man, the businessman that. Oh, 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 yeah. Look, um, we shouldn't minimize the uh, the danger and damage to, to Trump, uh, because remember, this is only one case. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about uh, the appellate court ruling in uh, the District of Columbia where the judges refuse to apply presidential immunity, which allows something like a dozen other lawsuits to go forward, including, for example, lawsuits by a former um, uh, camp uh, 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 policeman for the Capitol, Capitol policeman, who claims he was injured because of the what happened on January 6th, and he blames Donald Trump for it. So, He's he's uh, Donald Trump is facing massive, massive payouts to lawyers to defend himself from all kinds of cases like this. And that's not even including all the cases around the country uh, in which he's trying to stay on the ballot 
as a presidential candidate, because uh, those cases are also going on. He has all of those challenges so far, I guess, maybe towards the primary ballot more than the general right. ballot. That 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 idea, that argument hasn't won anywhere yet, has it? It, it has not. And in fact, just yesterday, literally, there were arguments before the Colorado State Supreme Court. A lower court had said, no, he can't be thrown off the ballot. Uh, but that that was appealed. And they had, uh, I think, over two hours of arguments before the Colorado State Supreme Court. Now, they they seem pretty skeptical of uh, the arguments being raised by the challengers, people uh, trying to get them off the uh, off the ballot. But it's a it's a very liberal court. It, it's all Democratic appointees. So we're just going to have to see w- what happens in that case. Hans, when you talk to your uh, legal legal colleagues and, you know, I, I know you're surrounded by a lot of people who are conservative minded and constitutionalist, and I'm sure that that's a, a very pleasant existence. But I'm sure you talk to people who maybe vote differently than you do or maybe uh, have different uh, ideas and thoughts on what Donald Trump is experiencing in New York. Do you hear anybody making a strong case that what Donald Trump is experiencing in this fraud case, that this is a smart legal play by the state of New York? Well, you hear partisans doing that, but but uh, you you can see liberals uh, liberals who are actually kind of honest about this, pointing out the problems with with this. Look, uh, for example, the the gag order, the gag order that's been imposed on Trump uh, in both New York and in the federal case in D.C. Uh, even Edwin Chemerinsky, Chemerinsky is the dean of the Berkeley. Law school in California, and probably one of the most liberal lawyers in the country, and even he has come out and said, "Look, I I don't like Donald Trump, but these gag orders violate his First Amendment rights." And you feel like Hans, your 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 assessment of what Donald Trump is experiencing and what his family is experiencing in New York, if Donald Trump were, uh, if if he were a Democrat and he were going through this, you would think this is still wrong. No, I, that is exactly right. This has nothing to do with uh, Trump and who he is, the fact he's a Republican candidate. What, what is being done to him would be wrong if it was being done to, to a Democrat running, running for president. Yeah, I, I, I think that there are some cases that Donald Trump is facing, some challenges that he's, or charges that he's facing that seem um, a little more precarious for him than others. And this one just seems like a, a clown car circus, and it's disgusting to watch it take place. Um, I wanted to shift gears and talk to you a little bit about the Biden family. We know that Hunter Biden has said, no, I'm not going to sit for your, your um, silent, or your silent, your behind the scene, behind the doors, closed doors deposition. Yesterday, Joe Biden was asked about his business association. President Biden on Ukraine and also China. Uh, there's polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans, uh, to Americans amid this impeachment inquiry, why you interacted with so many of your son and brother's foreign business associates? I'm not going to comment that I did not, and it's just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact with many of their business associates? I did not. There's lies. You know, in a in a uh, complimentary media, you can just say they're lies and people will move on. The New York Post asking that question. 
does Joe Biden get away with it? Does that track? These are lies. Let's move on. Well, the polling shows the American people don't believe him, and they shouldn't believe it because, remember, um, the House committees investigating this have produced all kinds of records, uh, including email communications, texts, bank records, showing that his claim that he didn't interact with any of his son's uh, business partners, I mean, that is an absolute lie. And, and there's plenty of evidence to show that the president is, is telling a complete lie about that. I, I mean, it's just amazing that uh, he keeps doing that. But part of the reason for that, as you know, is because he's not being confronted with his lies by the rest of the mainstream media. There are very few reporters who are willing to ask him about it, all, all the rest of them, the folks at the big networks, uh, they they just are ignoring this story. So what are the consequences for Hunter Biden? Should he just say, no, I'm not going? Because I can remember all of the Trump kids, they were all called, they were all deposed by Congress and the J6 stuff, I believe. Uh, I, I was hearing a story earlier today about Peter Navarro, who was arrested at the airport. They never even told right. Navarro that he was like that he needed to report. They just went and arrested him at the airport. Um, I, there are other people I can think of on the right side of the aisle who didn't show up and got in trouble. What's going to happen to Hunter Biden if he says, nah, I'm not doing it? Well, what will happen is that a contempt resolution will be put forward. It'll be voted on. Uh, by the House, and then they will try to enforce that contempt citation. And that's the point at which um, you you can be arrested and charged and you can be fined or end up uh, end up in jail. I mean, it's amazing. Hunter Biden just seems to think because he's the president's son, he's got immunity. He doesn't have to abide by the same rules that the, that the rest of us do. You know, I was thinking about uh, some of the pushback. Uh, I think it was Marie Harf on Fox News today at, on Outnumber, and she was talking about they, they were discussing the issue of him showing up and, and her her pushback. She's a Democrat, and her pushback is he said he would do it in public. Why why not just do it in public? So she kept saying that, and, and they corrected her to, to the, the difference between a, the closed-door deposition and, and the public hearing and the importance of each of those, because the Republicans have said, we'll do both. We'll absolutely do both. And she said Hunter and the Biden family are likely not I- interested in going behind closed doors and having the information that's discussed in, behind closed doors brought out in front of the media and misinterpreted and, and you know, talked about in a way that is not accurate as to what was said. And I just all I could think about was Adam Schiff. I, it is unbelievable to me how he manipulated the American people through his position in the House of Representatives and got a president impeached over it. And he never, ever, ever delivered the payoff that he promised the people that they would have if they went along with his lies. Yeah, this is not the same situation as Schiff. And and she's just trying to put lipstick on a pig. Um, You have to have depositions because in a hearing— Remember, in a hearing, each legislator only has five minutes. They don't have the ability to ask the kind of in-depth questions of a witness, particularly an evasive witness, a potential criminal like Hunter Biden, 
that you can do in a deposition where when they try to deny things, you keep hammering them. You keep uh, confronting them with the physical evidence that you have. That is the only way to do an investigation. Uh, If they then want to have a public hearing later where Hunter Biden has every opportunity to defend himself, that's fine. But the reason they don't want to do a private deposition is because there he actually would have to answer questions and confront all of the evidence they've compiled against him. Yeah. And isn't it true that whatever would take place behind closed doors would be fully documented and become public record? Yes. Yeah, eventually so. Yeah. I'm just waiting to see what happens next. Hans, thank you for being with us today. We appreciate you as always. Sure thing. Anytime. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Hans von Spakovsky is the author of Our Broken Elections, How the Left Changed the Way You Vote. You can get that book right now. Follow him on Twitter at hvonspakovsky. And tell him hello. And if you enjoy what he does here, make sure you give him a thank you for that, especially this holiday season. Quick break. When we come back, Wiggins America in studio. What's he talking about today? He's going to talk about these internet trends that we may have missed in 2020. I bet I missed them. We'll find out what they are. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm hip and cool and I had no idea. Ryan Wiggins and Wiggins America when we come back. Welcome back to the Annie Fry Show. A reminder about the Annie Fry Show food drive at Ruler Foods. We're so excited about this. Last year was such a heartwarming event, and we really need you to come help us try to do it as much as well as we did last year, if not uh, maybe even a little bit better, if I can ask that. It is Wednesday, December 13th at the Ruler Foods on West Clay Street in St. Charles, Missouri. We are going to be broadcasting live from noon to 3 so please, please, please come say hello. Come donate a canned good or two. You can just come to Ruler Foods. You can shop there. I would recommend it because it's the best, cheapest way to buy your groceries for yourself, let alone for what you're donating. And uh, put it in the bin and come say hi. We we love meeting you. It's kind of the a, a really great kickoff to the holiday season gift-giving portion for me. So hopefully we will see you Wednesday, December 13th from noon to 3 at the West Clay Street, St. Charles, Missouri, Ruler Foods. Wiggins! Oh! Wiggins! The top social media trends of 2023 are in. This would include all of the major ones from Facebook to TikTok to YouTube, all put together. There's a lot of overlap, but some of them are more unique to each site. Do you know any of these? Some of them we've talked about. Okay. Some of them I've never heard of. So it, it really runs the gamut. I want to see if you guys have. Now, the only real newsworthy one that's on this entire list, I'm telling you, it's what, a dozen things here? Israel, Palestine. That's the only one. Is what? Israel and Palestine. That's the only one on this list that's an actual news item. The rest of them are more pop culture stuff, stuff that's trended. Um, you know, we're included here, Taylor Swift, Beyonce, the tours and things like that. But the, the ones that really raise your eyebrows that you're so like, these that- are, I thought these were like the ice bucket challenge. Well, this it, is just it is hashtags. That. It is that, but it's also just the top anything that trended on these social media websites throughout the year. So the, one of them being the grimace shake. That was one of the top 12 things. What's the Grimace Shake? At McDonald's. Oh, I thought it was a dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should start that one. No. Uh, it was at McDonald's, and I am very, is it very. It is the purple shake. And apparently, it's caused such a, a big uproar that McDonald's is trying to duplicate it, and they're bringing back a lot of characters and stuff. Uh, but <laughs> it's just marketing. <clears throat> I know, isn't it? It's amazing. Yeah. You, that- can, you, can, you can pay to have things trend. 
<laughs> I guess so. No. Because- you can pay to have things rent. Well, I got to admit, this one crossed into my world because I sure. really wanted to it's, it's, try one. It just get that's how it gets out there. Yeah. yeah. There was a, a Grimace Shake internet challenge or trend where people would take pictures of themselves all with the Grimace Shake. And then, like, the next one would be like, Grimace came through and killed them all, and they'd have, like stuffed in trash cans and <laughs> no, no. there's shakes laying that. on the ground. <laughs> I haven't seen this either. Yeah. I will tell you that the two or three times I went to McDonald's during this month period of time to ask for the Grimace shake. That one time there was just a sign up on the speaker box that said, do not ask about the Grimace shake. <laughs> because apparently it was pretty popular. The other times I asked about it, they just groaned at me and said, No, we don't have it. Or our shake machine is down, which is the most common. Um, Another one that I was really surprised to see on this list that I had heard of, and I want to see if you guys have, is the Peaches song by Jack Black slash Bowser. Oh, it's in the movie. (laughs) It's from the movie. It's one of the top trending subjects of the entire year. I pulled a clip from it just in case Could you hadn't heard it. That be marketing too. Peaches, 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 peaches. Oh yeah. Oh. Jack Black is like okay. This is enough. Jack Black is like that thing that you're like it's not going to happen, but he's always happening. Yeah. Yeah, he's even stepped away from roles quite a bit, and they just keep pulling him back in. He's like Rick Moranis. People are like, I want more. Really? Don't go away. I don't think, no. Yeah, Rick Moranis did the same thing. He stepped away at his head, at his peak, and people were like, why? Why? And he just stayed away from Hollywood. How often do you think about the Roman Empire? No, we talked about that. We did talk about that. What did we come to? That Brad thinks about it pretty often and I don't? Yeah, at least twice a week. Was that what you said? Yeah. I couldn't remember what you said because I remember saying that it was about the once trend a was quarter. that men think about it every day. Yeah, which is an exaggeration. And I think if they did think about it every day, we'd vote smarter. But anyway, <laughs> I I realize that when I'm in the Bible, I think about the Roman Empire a lot more. That's not what this when is I'm not. About. Yeah, <laughs> this is more about like the gladiator version. Um, the, now we're into a few here that I have never heard of. One of them is the Skidibi toilet feature anybody no a lot of blank stares apparently this is a widely popular video featuring a head in a toilet trying to teach us a profound lesson about the meaning of art what i'm not i can't even understand again what Uh, the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom was a video game i get Mm. it that's a younger thing planet of the base a 90s Euro dance music video from comedian Kyle Gordon. I think we've exhausted this one. You, no? You haven't heard of this? No? Mm-mm. Okay. Have I, you? I pulled a clip. No, I've not heard of it, but when I watched it, I'm like, oh, I can see how that could go viral. Have some noise. Bratislava! All the women in the world! Let me see your beautiful faces! Oh, I've got an idea. World peace! It's just a bunch of phrases that don't make any sense put into a pop song. It's like it's... this segment. <laughs> it's actually pretty funny. Uh, anybody? What, what is it? Planet of the Bass. No, like. What is what? Is it a, is it just a song? It's a song with a music video that my from watching it, I think it's intended to look like a parody of Eastern European dance songs from the 90s. And it, it's a it's one of the top trending stories of the entire year. 
Next. <laughs> Artificial intelligence. That's Big just one. a very broad topic. Chat GPT. You think, you think that's real, or do you think they slipped that in? There? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the bots uh, have been talking that one up quite a bit. Don't forget about us. Right. Chat GPT and others. I guess that one's the big one. Um, Flowers by Miley Cyrus is on the list. Yeah, it's a song. It's a song. I like the song. I don't know. I I would. Oh, I buy myself flowers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually I do like that song. She um, just. I I I like who she should have been. Yeah. And she's just so gross. <laughs> I think that she's, has she kind of come back to a little bit to normal now? Well, she, I think that's where she's positioning herself as, oh, no, I'm I'm grown up. I'm. She's incredibly I'm talented. That. I like her version of Jolene more than Dolly's. Oh, that is good. Yes. Barbie is on the list, but then from Barbie, the last one that I'll mention, because I, I think we did talk about this one, Girl Dinner. Oh, God. Can you at least define it? Because no, I no, what, what, no. What is girl dinner? Rude that you would think that I would be able to do that. I don't know these things because I don't label every dang thing that I do because the internet asks me to because the whole internet actually doesn't want to know what I'm doing at any given time, but I'm supposed to live a life that implies that you do want to know what I'm doing all the time. So Hannah would know. It's a, it's a dinner eaten by a girl, I assume. Beyond that, I don't really know exactly what that is. That's what the AFS version of it is. It's dinner eaten by a girl. But it's something to do with the way a girl eats. You don't have it eats. on your paper? Well, I, th- I thought I would just toss and let you guys tell me what it was. So I didn't look it up. Because I remember talking about it with you. But I said, you know what? That's not going to be part of my long-term memory. I'm going to keep that in the short term. Delete it when necessary. Nobody in the comments is telling us what it is either. So <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. We'll Google it and get back to it later if it's important. Which it won't be. <laughs> Girl dinner. Different than boy dinner. Amazing that that has a gender. My heavens. Tyrus, we come back. Get more at 971talk.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation, find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase, and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.